0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 114. What if it doesn't work? Yeah, but what if it does? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable so this episode is one that um, my chattering teeth mind has a lot of thinking about, but the bigger part of me says, shut up, chattering teeth. <laughs> We're going to talk about this anyway, because it's important and and it's everywhere. Um, and it's something I've been through before and many times. And I just, I think it's worth talking about. So As you may know, uh, the Little School of Big Change is a course that I run twice a year, and it's about to start in a couple of weeks at my time of recording this. Um, And each time before the course begins, I get flooded with emails um, that sound something like, I really, really want this. I love your work. It resonates with this. Just sounds like the truth. I think there's so much in this, but I've tried everything. I've already tried everything. Or something like, um, I've been struggling with my habit for 25 years. Uh, I really need help, like nothing's helped me, but I'm not sure that this is going to work. Now, if you look at those statements, (laughs) there's kind of two parts to them, right? There's like, Yes, everything it resonates. I it feels right. I need it. It's been twenty five years. Like there's all of that that you can just hear and feel from the person sending this email, and then there's the mind jumping in at the end with a doubt, which is nothing other than a worried thought, right? But I'm not sure it'll work. But I've tried everything, and it's just interesting when you look at look at those sentences if we if we looked at it in some other area like it it becomes really clear that the the doubt really has nothing to do with the rest of it the what they want so like imagine you were you were buying a car if you say oh i really love this uh ford fiesta <laughs> it's so cute i love this little car this is what i want uh everything about it feels right but I've already tried all kinds of other cars, (laughs) you know, like what is what you've driven or tried or done in the past have to do with what feels right right now today? Nothing, but somehow that person's mind is saying, yeah, but yeah, but no, like there's just this, this protective, seemingly protective, not really protective, seemingly protective little doubt or safety net assumed safety net coming in and and jumping all over what they clearly want and what feels right. and And so I, listen, I don't, this is where this is uncomfortable for me to talk about because the last thing in the world I'm saying is that just because something resonates and you need some support, should you go for it every time? Absolutely not. There are all kinds of Dud Ford Fiestas out there, probably not Ford Fiestas, but there are all kinds of coaches and courses and things to try that that truly probably don't feel good for very good reason, or or you're hesitant, or you're not sure it'll work, and that may be something bigger, some bigger common sense saying, yeah, I don't know what it is about this, but this really doesn't feel right. So, you know, it's it's a personal moment to moment person by person case by case thing and and for sure there are there are things we invest in that maybe if we weren't so desperate or or didn't feel we needed help so badly we we would think twice of you know so i really i really want to acknowledge that and it is one of my absolute biggest pet peeves in the world when coaches and people who offer things uh, turn it around on the person who needs help and says, oh, you're just afraid to commit or you just can't make a decision or you're just scared or whatever that is. That's wrong. It's horrible. It's wrong. I don't think they're all doing it on purpose. I think they're, they're seeing or sensing what I'm sensing. But the way it comes out often is really crappy. <laughs> you know, like, like, Oh you're going to let your your fears hold you back from doing this thing, you know, that could really help you. And while there may be some truth in that, the truth of the matter for the the person who needs support or who's considering getting some support is that no, in their experience when they're in there thinking this as I don't know I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, but I've already done all these things. That is absolutely their experience. And it's real to them. And they really are on the fence, so to speak. They really are, you know, not sure. And and, you know, that's just a very real thing. So it's not, it's not fair. It's how the heck does the coach know if the person's really not committing because they truly have a bad feeling about the the course for them. Like, that's a legit thing. Of course people do, right? And of course nothing is for everyone. And and no one can know whether it's our fear or not, except for us. So, So the thing about this, here's where this really gets to me and where I think it's so important to talk about is all the time, like I said, especially before the course, Little School of Big Change starts, I get all of these messages. I really want it. I need it. I love everything about this. It it just smacks of truth. And then there's some little but that in my mind is like, really that, you know, but of course I don't always say that, but I want you to look at that for yourself. If you're doing that, you just, just be curious about that and look at that for yourself. All the time I get emails that say, well, I'd love to do it, but um, you know, I've already I just signed my son up for karate, and there goes our you know, my four hundred dollars just went to my son's karate, so I can't do the course. Fine, you know, if that's hey, if your son's karate is more important and and you really feel that, and and listen, I've felt that about things for my kids often, all the time, all the time. If you sit with that and you say yes. This kid being in six weeks of karate is something that's more important to me than me going through something for six weeks that could have me free of anxiety or free of my habit or whatever's going on. Please choose the karate. I'm not even kidding one bit. (laughs) Choose the karate. But let's look at this like, look at it with an open mind and really be honest with yourself because oh my gosh, I can't tell you how often I hear that. And this person has been struggling with something for years. Their anxiety is through the roof and they're coping with it in all kinds of ways that are impacting their children that, that they just won't really let themselves see. And they think, oh, we'll send him to karate. Let's focus on him. Let's not look at me. Let's focus on him or her. And we'll just make everyone else's life really, really good. And and that'll be the way that I'll, I'll pull it out and be a great wife and mother or human or whatever we're making up about ourselves in our head. I'm gonna put them in all, give them all the best opportunities. I'm gonna be really selfless here. And man, it's a tough one. A lot of times that's not selfless. It's just the opposite. It's us being afraid to look at, look at what's really going on and and step into something that yes our mind is going to throw a fit about our mind is going to say you're selfish and who do you think you are and you should be able to do this on your own and you're taking money and time away from the family and all of that and I've been there many times but I can't even tell you how how life changing it is for families when Oh my gosh! Children, husbands, wives—when the person who's struggling most starts to lighten up and see things in a new way—I I mean, obviously, I don't even have to say this. Obviously, I'm incredibly biased. I cannot think of a of a more selfless, better thing for any of us to invest in than our own mental health. And our mental health is fully intact, by the way. So our realizing, our realization of our own mental health, feeling into our own mental health. It's everything. If you've been in a family where a parent is depressed or anxious or has a habit or addiction, you know, you didn't want karate. (laughs) You you might've said you wanted karate and you might have wanted karate, but you didn't really want karate. You wanted your mom to be happy. You wanted your dad to be okay. Like, you know, that's, That's what's going on. So I, I, uh, (laughs) I don't know how it sounds and I have no control over that, but I, I really feel like this is important for people to just kind of take a look at and, and, you know, just be curious about what's going on in your own mind if this is happening. So, so often when we want, when we aren't sure, when we're saying things like, or thinking things like, um. I don't know. Is there any guarantee? How do I know it's going to work for me? All of that kind of stuff. What's honestly going on is we're just afraid to fail. And what's even going on beyond being afraid to fail is we're afraid to feel something. We don't want to be with the feeling and the story that our mind is going to tell us. So our mind is going to tell us some story that might sound something like, um you wasted your time you're selfish you should have done something else see you're hopeless see i told you you'd never change when i was caught up in my habit i mean that was that that piece was gigantic that see i knew you couldn't change i so often avoided things that could be so potentially helpful and i don't mean just therapists and coaches and things like that, but just anything. I mean, things I could have just done on my own, like taking a day off, taking a break, like being kind to myself, like so many things that I, I just pushed and pushed and pushed away because what if I did that thing? What if I stepped into this uncertain chance? What if I listened even more closely to what was resonating with me and it didn't work? then I told myself, then here's what would happen. I would have to feel really bad. And my mind would say, see, you're hopeless. Even that thing didn't work. And it's crazy because we're, we're completely blind to this. I was completely blind to this, completely. Yet I, I was on to the fact that something didn't add up, <laughs> you know, that I would... I would see things that really felt like they really resonated and they really felt hopeful and they really felt good and I would make up an excuse to not do them. And I, I wasn't really on to what was happening, but I was kind of on what was happening, if that makes any sense. I was kind of in my head like, hmm, I wonder why I don't try more. You know, I wonder why I don't don't really go all into some of these things. And now I can see that that's a lot of what was going on. It was like if I can just the, the, in social psychology, there's a thing. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar. Um, a thing called self handicapping. So self handicappers will—they're um, the kids who, who in some cases they they're kind of perfectionists, and so they'll if they don't think they're going to do that well on an exam. They'll go out to a party the night before and like drink a lot and not really study for the exam so that if they don't do well on the exam, they have a built-in excuse. They can say, oh, it's because I partied. So it doesn't have to affect their self-esteem. That's how they measure it in social psychology anyway. So it's really interesting. Like we do things in a way to almost sabotage ourselves or or to not fully step into things. I think sometimes in part, now again, I'm not saying this about everyone across the board, but sometimes in part, because we're just afraid of a feeling we're going to have. We're afraid we're going to have to say, oh, that wasn't the right choice, or I did waste my time, or I did waste my money, or I'm not fixable, I'm not, I am hopeless, or whatever it is we're afraid of. So look at that for yourself. If If it's true that what so much of this fear and resistance and tire kicking and, eh, not sure, and is there a guarantee and all of that, if any of that has anything to do with you being afraid of a feeling, you being afraid of of a story your mind might tell if things go a particular way, that's really good to know because any story your mind tells, if your mind's telling you, oh, that was the wrong choice, you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Anything that feels limiting and horrible and weighs us down like that, it just isn't true. Now to a mind, it will for sure look like, yeah, you should have chosen, you should have not taken that course or you should have chosen this over that. But think about that for a minute. Like That's after the fact. That's an after the fact thought it's just an after the fact thought that's what all regret is when we make choices because we're afraid of feeling regret all regret is is an after the fact thought that comes and goes so we can't make a wrong choice there's someone in the school we were coaching recently who's making who's buying a house, right? Making a house decision. And so much saying, what if I make the wrong choice? What if I choose the wrong house? What's behind all of that? Right now, there's no house, right? There's options. That's all there is. But she's already living in the feeling of down the road, a thought that would show up that said, you did it wrong. I don't like this, (laughs) which is so funny to see. You know, It's so interesting to see that. It had nothing to do with the choice. The choice is done and over. It's down the road if our mind says, starts dreaming about the other choice or just said, decides to say we're wrong and then we believe it. So, I don't know. It's just such an interesting thing to kind of look at choice and how, how we can only do the thing that makes sense to us. We can only do what, what we feel most pulled toward In any given moment. And any thinking about about it that we have after the fact, well, that's just later thinking that comes and goes, later feeling that comes and goes. And what if we were okay with our mind saying along the way, hmm, is this gonna work for you? I don't know. Maybe you should have, maybe you shouldn't have. You know, what if we're okay with that? And we just know, yeah, that's what a mind does. A mind is always going into the past and future and tossing out opinions that completely contradict. It's other opinions, like it. You know, it 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 doesn't really make sense if we really look at it. Our mind will love something and then hate it. Be excited about something and then regret it. There's no consistency there. So, so if we can follow something a little deeper that feels right and know, and it's easier to do that when we know that our mind is just going to have all sorts of conversations about all of this all over the place, and that. Whatever we feel, like if your mind says, oh, see, you failed. It didn't work for you, whatever that means, because your mind's making up what works for you, by the way. If your mind says that and you feel like a failure, well, that's just a made up thought and a feeling that comes and goes. There's nothing true in that. The heaviness of it will show you that. The heaviness of it will show you, oh, this isn't the truth. This is my mind telling a story, making something up. Because minds love certainty so much, they think they need certainty for your best good to keep you alive. They think they need to know. They're always, they, they play in the past. They play in what they know. They play in what's done and over. And, and then they toss that into the future because they just need something in that future. The, the wide open blank future is just not not okay with a mind. It needs something there that it can hang on, even if it's a bad something. It, need, it just needs to know in some way. I talked about this a lot in episode 107. I love that conversation around the future being completely open and empty. So it's like if we're saying, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if it does work? What if it doesn't work is the question a mind will ask because it has all kinds of stuff it can call on to answer that, to kind of fill in that blank. So when your mind's saying, what if it doesn't work? I mean, it's really good at finding other things that didn't work, at telling you how bad you'll feel, at telling you you know, how, what it's gonna mean about you. It's exactly what my mind did for years. What it would mean about you if it doesn't work. It's really good at that. So that one is gonna be compelling it's going to feel concrete and real and vivid and like like tangible because you can imagine oh what if it doesn't work and how horrible that would feel and as humans just for evolutionary reasons we're very risk averse we're far more risk averse than we are um the opposite of risk averse <laughs> whatever that is uh pleasure seeking. We want to we want to protect and avoid risk at all costs way beyond how we are in terms of moving forward into what's possible, right? Cuz what's possible is unknown. It's vague. It's our, our mind doesn't have the big scary details to put on that and and tell us a concrete story. So when our mind is saying, "But what if it doesn't work?" it, it will your mind will ask that and then your mind will instantly answer. And it will be a very vivid, concrete, not nice feeling answer. And in many cases, that's what leads the charge, you know, is a feeling of wanting to avoid a potential bad feeling. But when we look at this other side, if we get out of the past, the mind is in the past, but if we look toward the future as if it is 100% open, empty, Anything can show up there. We are not tied to what's happened before at all. We're stepping into something completely open and brand new. And we ask, what if it does work? Or what if I do love that I made this choice? What if this is the best choice I ever made? It's a little tougher for our mind to fill that in, right? Because our mind is like it's just not used to going there to all of that. It has to has to step outside of what it's already seen and known, and what it's been warning you about all this time. So it's harder for our mind to fill in, but that's great. We don't want your mind to fill it in. I want you to feel into that. You, the bigger you, to feel into. Wow, what could be possible if this does work? What would it be like? to invest in myself and feel really, really good about it regardless of the outcome. What would it feel like to be free of this thing that's been weighing me down for years? What, what could it be like for me to feel even 1% more peaceful or healthy or at home in my life? What could that mean for my children and my partner and my work and everything in my life? Because it's all It's all connected. Like those are going to be much harder questions for your mind to fill in, but that's the point. That's great. And we get to kind of let things show up, see what wants to happen rather than our mind telling us what's likely to happen based on what happened before or what happens for people like you or whatever, however that conversation goes. You'd be shocked at how different it is to step into, wow, what's possible here? And what if it does work? And what if I do love it? And, and to, to move forward from a place like that, so completely different than, well, is there a guarantee? <laughs> you know, you can feel the difference. And again, I just want to say, I'm, this, this, has come up, this comes up twice a year in big ways, just because I'm bombarded with all of these questions and emails and worries and one foot in and one foot out. And listen, this is not an attempt to get you to put two feet in or to to the little school of big change in particular, or to in any way at all, make you feel like it's your fault that Um, you can't commit or that you're unsure or anything. I, I 100% do not believe that at all. I think for any of us who are out helping people, it's, it's completely on us to help people see how, what we have is helpful, you know? And, and so we can do our part by sharing stories and, and having people share their experiences and us sharing the experiences that people have and just doing that in a really open, honest way. That's the best way that that's ever going to go. And I just, I just think it's interesting. A human mind is so smart and it is so good at, at clinging to the shore and not letting itself go out to sea and see something new. It's so good at clinging to what it knows or what it thinks it knows. It's so good at clinging to the past, and it's so we are so good via our minds are so good at being selfless and doing the right thing for everyone else that sometimes we just don't take that take that minute to kind of look and say, hmm what's running what's running this? Is this really Selfless? Is this really dangerous? Is as big of a risk as I think it is. Do I really need a guarantee? Or could I really step into something that half of my being is saying, Yes, this resonates? You know? It's just it's just worth it for us. It's important for us to listen to what's there beyond that habitual, chattery, safe, safe, safe. Better not do it. You better know what's coming, kind of voice. There's one more week, one more week. The Little School of Big Change six week course begins next week, September 28th. We are all going through enormous change. We've been through enormous change in the past six months. We're reeling from it in many ways. And there's honestly no better, easier, more natural way to go through all of this change than to see that who we are is designed for it. We are made for this, we are incredibly resilient. But we don't see it because our mind doesn't think we're resilient. Our mind is saying, wait a minute, I want that back. This isn't fair. I don't like it. And when we follow our minds and we get on board with all of that, it's really, really hard. So whether you've turned to old habits and coping mechanisms during this time or the uncertainty of everything is getting to you the social isolation is getting to you, the change in routines. I'm homeschooling my kids as well. It's hard. Whatever is getting to you, please consider spending the next six weeks in a really incredible, loving community that can help you navigate this and see things in a very, very, very different way. So there's one more week. And what that means is that the pre-enrollment bonuses, the, the price decrease, the $47 price decrease, Uh, All the extra things you get when you pre-enroll are going away really quickly. So join at thelittleschoolofbigchange.com. You can still pre-enroll for another week and get all of those bonuses and to save $47. And everything starts on the 28th. You'll get your first batch of lessons. You'll start having insights right away. You'll be able to jump on the forum and get coaching and support and connect with everyone. And enrollment does end on Thursday, October 1st at 1159. Eastern time. So just before the strike of midnight. So I can't wait to see you in this course. I know this group is going to be incredible for a lot of reasons. uh, And I really hope you're part of it. So I'll see you there.